0: Good morning. Welcome to the UU Church of the South Hills also known as Sunny Hill. We're delighted that you could join us today for the service. Our mission here at Sunny Hill is to create a more just and compassionate community within and beyond our walls. My name is Krista Stanley and I serve as a worship associate for this congregation. If you're a newcomer or a visitor to our congregation, please go to SunnyHill.org and click on the button that says New to Sunny Hill to receive more information about our congregation and to receive our weekly email newsletter. If you're joining us online today, please say hello or good morning in the comments on Facebook or YouTube. We'd like to hear from you and extend a welcome to you as well. Today's service is titled, Community and Connection, and will address such questions as, what are the benefits of being part of a healthy, thriving community, and what does it take to create and sustain such communities? This service will be co-led by longtime Sunny Hill member, Julianne Sullivan, who worked with Reverend Jim McGaw to plan this service. Today is also Scout Sunday, as we recognize this congregation's sponsorship of a Scout troop and pack. Scouts will be participating in various roles in today's service. Welcome to all Scouts and Scout families who are here with us today. Julianne will now help me read our opening words, which were written by John Burens. Blessed are those who yearn for deepening more than escape who are not afraid
1: to grow in spirit. Blessed are those who take seriously the bonds of community, who regularly join in celebration and learning, who come as much to minister as to be ministered unto. Blessed are those who bring their children, who invite their friends
0: to come along, to join in fellowship, service, learning, and
1: growth. Blessed are those who, when asked to serve, do it gladly, who realize that change is brought about through human meeting, who do the work of committees and stay till the end. (laughs)
0: Blessed are those who know that the church is often imperfect, Yet, rather than harbor feelings of anger or disappointment, bring their concerns and needs to the attention of church
1: leaders. Blessed are those who know that the work of the church is the transformation of society, who have a vision of beloved community transcending the present, and who do not shrink from controversy, sacrifice, or change. Blessed are they indeed. Two of
0: our scouts will now lead us in the chalice lighting. Please join us in saying the words to light our chalice. We light our chalice in celebration of community. May we know
1: we are not isolated beings, but connected in mystery and miracle to the universe and to each other. Mary Pratt put out an invitation last month Uh, to sing in the Martin Luther King Festival Choir. I don't sing. And I've never been in a choir, but I thought, this is social justice work, right? And I'd like to get to know Mary better. That's where I started. It turns out that Gail Murray, who's also in my Soul Matters group, joined us. And just like that, I doubled my Sunny Hill community expansion. (laughs) Now I had the opportunity to know two of our members at a deeper level. I learned so much about their lives and their history by merely sitting in a car and talking. I certainly felt more connected and I had more joy than I ever expected being a part of that afternoon practice and the concert. While researching the definition of the word community, the one that got me the most was a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. I've discovered that on some level, we create our own fellowship, like what I did with the MLK choir. What has been a bit of a surprise is the ways in which this expansion changed my life in ways I didn't imagine. Fellowship, I thought, that's what I think community means to me. So then I looked up the definition for fellowship. And that's where I found these synonyms. Companionship, mutual support, and mutual respect. That's what community means to me. Getting a wee bit outside my everyday life and supporting one another, learning from each other, and helping in a small way. Out of my comfort zone. (laughs) Mutual respect. I believe that's key to expand and cultivate community. So I come to you today to share some of my experiences in hopes it will lead to this community being stronger and give you the aspiration to get a wee bit outside of your everyday life. I hope I can remind you of ways to get involved with this very community, Sunny Hill, that you may not have thought much about in the past. It's limiting to just be in community. Being involved in a community is what brings us closer Because we've been seen and heard and acknowledged. Sunny Hill has so many opportunities to build a stronger community, big and small. And I'll argue all day long uh, that a small bit of companionship, support, and respect goes a long way. And not only for the people you reach out to, but in my experience, it's brought me joy as well. We're human, mere mortals, and newsflash, we can't do it all. So we call on our community to assist us. We used to have a part of the service here at Sunny Hill called the Sunny Hill Minute or something like that. And when it was my turn, and this was probably 20 years or so ago, I said that although I've never needed it, I knew this community would be here for me and my family when it was necessary. That's a gift I carry with me every day. And you can too. But what about when there's not a fire? What can we do to build community on a daily basis. We share information in person through the beat, yes I read it, maybe watching services online, being a part of groups like Soul Matters or the art drop-in, or events like the coffee house or the service auction. In fact, the service auction is a great opportunity to choose what level you want to be involved. Show up and come to it, or work at it, or create a gathering for it, or sign up for one. The next time you're live in this community like you are today, how about you talk to someone new? Sit with someone you don't know. Making new connections, learning more about one another's history is how we continue to make this community stronger and more resilient. Not only for Sunny Hills challenges, but our own and our world's. How we build a stronger community here affects the rest of our lives. In my speaking career, we always talked about WIFM, W-I-F-M, what's in it for me. We were taught to understand that our audience, whether cognizant of it or not, was always looking for what's in it for me. And maybe that's what you're wondering. It's not selfish, it's wired into us from the days of self-preservation when we used to hunt for our food. Part of what I hope you can walk away with today is that the what's in it for me is more joy, more compassion, more connectedness, and more love. Another example of a different way I grow my community is by participating in memorial services here at Sunny Hill, even if I wasn't very close to the person. Example, I came to Valerie Powers Powell's memorial, who I didn't know very well, with the intention of showing their, her family that this community cares. What I came away with was a fascinating story about this amazing woman and how she impacted not only her family, but others in our community. It was totally enriching. And there was a bonus to this story. My son and daughter-in-law went to Robert Morris, and so I mentioned to them that I was at Valerie's uh, memorial service, and then my daughter-in-law told me they actually met in her class, COVID set many of us back in the art of connecting with a larger group of people. Now is the time to build up that connection muscle memory and make it easier for us. The rewards are worth it. If you haven't heard, a few weeks ago, Elmo, you know, that red Muppet, posted on X, formerly Twitter and asked, how's everybody doing? And the response was filled with postings of despair. Sometimes all anybody needs is a small opening to feel like they can be heard and valued. Research shows that being a part of a community can have a positive effect on mental health, and emotional well being. Community involvement provides a sense of belonging and social connectedness. It can also offer extra meaning and purpose to everyday life. Because social connection is so hardwired into our human behavior, it makes sense that our relationships or lack of significantly influence our well-being. Connections can be just as important to physical and mental health as exercise and healthy eating. Ultimately, communities give people a supportive group to help them cope with difficult challenges, band together to solve problems, and celebrate life's lighter moments. Remember, we are stewards of our own sense of belonging. We have the power to join or stay away. No action is too small. And it's never too late to say, I care.
2: I'd like to thank Julianne. For coming to me with the idea for today's service and for working with me to put it together. She chose most of the readings and most of the music and everything else that's involved. I'd also like to take just a moment to put in a plug for my sermon writing class which Julianne took a few years ago and which I'm offering again this spring. So please take a look in this week's beat for more details about that. There are so many kinds of communities in the world right now. As a result of being connected through the internet and social media, people can connect with others on shared interests on pretty much any conceivable subject. If, for example, you want to find a community of people discussing airport carpets, yes, carpets at airports, You can find just such a community and join a spirited discussion on the pros and cons of various colors, fibers, and textures of carpets found in airports. These interest-based, or in some case, obsession-based communities are, for the most part, good or at least benign things. They connect people who share common passions, They provide an outlet for thoughts and opinions that would not necessarily be welcomed elsewhere. They give people something to do other than just passively watch TV or sink into a pit of total disconnection from others. A religious community like ours, on the other hand, is not just an interest-based community. There's much more to it than just that. If we as a Unitarian Universalist congregation exist only as a place where people come to discuss their interests in liberal ideas, for example, then we have failed. A religious community, as I've said before and will say again, needs to be about transformation. Personal transformation and societal transformation. Transformation. And this kind of transformational community needs to be rooted in core values that guide our commitments and our actions. This kind of community is not just about serving the interests of its members and keeping them happy or entertained. I long ago gave up on keeping people happy. Rather, to paraphrase a long-ago journalist, transformational community is about comforting the afflicted and afflicting the comfortable. As you may have noticed, I tend to have two basic kinds of sermon in my repertoire. The pastoral sermons, which are about comforting the afflicted, providing solace, providing a container that can comfortably Hold all the joys and sorrows in the room. And then there are the prophetic sermons, which tend to point out the ways in which our society, in which our own communities fall short of living into our ideals and then spurring action that helps align our deepest values with the way we actually live our lives. But both those kinds of sermons are at their heart about transformation. Having said all that, the basic building block of religious community is about meeting people where they are and loving them. If you want people to embark on a journey of transformation, They must know and feel that they are welcomed, that they are included, that they are loved. I am well aware that not all religious communities may be like that. I know that some start from the premise that only some are welcome, that only some can be truly included, and that any kind of love that might be given or received is conditional at best Conditional, for example, on assenting to belief in a very narrow doctrines having to do with the sinful nature of humanity and the one and only narrow path to a salvation that occurs only when this life has ended. But such communities are not transformational communities in the sense that I am talking about. Meaningful transformation changes. Not just the way you think and your beliefs, it opens and changes your heart. I was fortunate enough to grow up in religious communities that valued me for who I was, not just some idealized version of myself, but me with all of my flaws and doubts and wonderings me with all my scars and with all my hopes for healing. It is a great gift to grow up in a community that values you just as you are. And that is certainly one of the things that we try to do here at Sunny Hill, to provide for our children and youth a community of people of all ages who see them, who value them as people and who will walk beside them as they embark on the journeys of their lives. But it's not just children and youth that need this kind of accepting, life-giving, life-sustaining community. It is each and every one of us. And it all starts with showing up. Showing up for ourselves and showing up for the others in this community. As some of you know about me, after having grown up in loving religious communities, I abandoned organized religion altogether for about 20 years as I explored various paths, some healthy and functional, and some decidedly not. But when I was in my late 30s, having just gone through a divorce and having just begun the path of recovery from addiction, I found myself very much in need of welcoming, accepting, loving religious community. And when I found it, when I first walk through the doors of the church that would become my spiritual home, I found myself weeping. For the first few weeks, I'd come in every Sunday and sit at the back of the sanctuary and quietly cry. The tears that I shed were tears of recognizing and feeling the power of loving community of feeling, even before I got very involved, I had found a place where I might belong, where I might continue the journey of transformation that I had begun. At first I showed up for myself, and I still show up, at least in part, for myself, But having had that experience of the power of loving religious community, I began showing up for others at least as much as I was for me. I wanted to give others an opportunity to experience what I had experienced. For many years, I had felt a calling to pursue ministry. At first, I thought of it primarily as an intellectual calling, a way to explore and make sense of theological questions that address many of the mysteries that lie at the center of our lives. But it was only when I experienced as an adult the power of affirming, life-giving community, and then wanted to share that experience with others. It was only then that I was able to fully embrace and pursue my calling, which eventually led me here. I hope and pray that each of us might remember when we look around at all of the faces here in the sanctuary or the fellowship hall or the kitchen or the RE classrooms. I hope and pray that when we look at the faces of others in the community, we will remember why they and why we ourselves are here to welcome and to be welcomed, to affirm and be affirmed, to love and be loved. I hope and pray that we will continue to show up for ourselves and for one another in every way we can on this journey of shared transformation. May it be so. Amen.
0: Please join me in saying the words to extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These words carry in our hearts until we are together again.
2: We will close with these words from Eric Wickstrom. If you are who you were, and if the person next to you is who he was or she was, if none of us has changed since the day we came in here, we have failed. The purpose of this community, of any church, temple, zendo, mosque, is to help people grow. We do this through encounters with the unknown in ourselves, in one another. In the other, whoever that might be for us, however hard that might be, because these encounters have many gifts to offer. So may you go forth from here this morning, not who you were, but who you could be. So may we all go in peace.